What a time to be alive. What a time. Can't leave your house, but we can make personalized content as the public demands. Like when our fucking <laughs> grandkids ask us like for some history pop project about the, the you know, the, the the 2019 2020 pandemic we're just gonna have flashbacks to the tiger king be like yeah we was all separated but one man brought us together <laughs> united us together he's known as the tiger king <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Decamini Friends podcast. This is Sully, your DM. And last time on the Decamini Friends, our party was camping with Grimm and his odd cohorts when they were assaulted in the middle of the night by a band of drow uh, led by a um, highly decorated uh, leader who carried a dark bladed katana. Tag uh, through some feats of uh, really amazing kung fu was able to uh, uh, dispatch three on his own. Uh, Grim taking on the leader alone at first, and then Koshu is able to uh, swiftly steal the leader's katana and then dispatch him completely with it to which Grim told him it was sloppy and that's where we left off let's tell a story hey all you many friends out there sound lord here I wanted to stop and let you all know how much we love and appreciate you all the support and shout outs we've gotten so far means so much to us If you'd like to support us as well, there's a few ways to do that, but the one that helps the most is joining our Patreon. No matter what, you'll always be a part of this deck of many friends. But if you want to go the extra mile, you can support us at patreon.com slash deck of many friends. We have some cool perks like early episode releases, Discord server access, and there's even a tier where you can join in a game with the six of us. Again, that's patreon.com slash deck of many friends. All right, let's get back to the usual sexy, sultry, blah, blah, blah voice of Sully, your favorite DM. Koshu, Drim says, that was sloppy, but good job. Well, you know, just, it's hard for me to say, but thanks. I don't know that you know what you just did, though. Well, they're going to be coming for it now. You realize that, right? Because of the body. Because of whatever they've got going on, whatever mental connection they have to their fallen. Hmm. There was only, what, like six or seven or whatever, however many there were. There's gonna be more. That's why we keep them alive. And despite the swift and beautiful death you just delivered. Koshu, I think we're fucked. How much time do we have? Not long. Uh, hours, maybe. That's enough time to drag them to a river. Uh, yeah. It's true, but his blood carries whatever it is that, that they, they track, so uh, I, I, they'll know the location of his death. Even if his body's not there. I see. We, um, need, to, we need to move. F- for sure. Raval, kind of while this conversation is taking place, is going to walk over to the body of the one Koshi just killed and inspect the body and uh, see if he has anything in his pockets and see if I recognize who it is. Okay, go ahead and roll me... Um, roll me an investigation check if you're checking the pockets, uh, and we'll resolve that first, and then we'll we'll resolve whether or not you recognize him. Right. First roll of the day. You said investigation. Yes. Eighteen. Woo! Nice. So, uh, it doesn't really have any 
pockets per se. Uh, there is there. He's clad in this sort of battle-hardened armor, um, so there's there's no pockets. But he does have a, a few pouches um, in which you you find uh, six um, pieces of unfamiliar currency. Um, they are not the uh, gold marks that you they're used to from Restinu and the rest of uh, um, civilized Highfair, uh, but you you do notice them and they're, they're they're gold. They just have other things printed on them. Um, also, in that satchel is a ring that is somewhat gruesome looking uh, it, it almost it has the imprint or engraving of a sharp toothed mouth at, at its uh, at the top um, it's almost like the the, the the teeth of a monster uh, wrapped around and if you were to slide it on you you um it looks as if it would probably cut into you if it did. Uh, so Raval will pocket all this. Yeah, did you give an amount of the currency? Did you say it was six pieces? Six pieces, yeah. Okay. So Raval's going to pocket the currency, not like secretively or anything, just like, just going to pocket it. Yep. And the ring, he's going to hold in his hand just to talk just to talk about it to the party, but he wants to kind of move the guy's head a little bit so he can look and see yeah. if it is who he thinks he is. So you, you, you kind of lean over him and uh, brush the kind of uh, blood-spattered uh, white hair away from his face and kind of turn him to see if it, uh, it looks like anybody you recognize. Um, and... You slide the hair back, and the the ebony skin and the smile on his face doesn't look scarred. Mm. <laughs> so it's corn blood glow. No, it does not look scarred. Oh, it does not. Oh, it does not look scarred. It, and is not corn blood glow. Oh, he's gonna turn around. Turn around to Grim. Who were they, and why were they attacking us? That you know of. Their kind generally just does this. I, I'm not sure who this one, this one in particular was. We are not them. They are not us, and therefore we fight. So he's going to walk over to Grim and kind of and open up his hand to show the ring in his palm. Have you seen anything like this before? Do you know what this symbolizes or something? Surely he has. Surely there's meaning to what he's wearing. I've never seen anything like that before. I have no idea. It's not any signet that I've ever seen before or anything. Tag Koshu? Have you seen this before? I have not. Tag doesn't even... He's not even, like, there. He, as soon as the fight ended, like, still breathing hard, uh, has gone back across the road to the camp and is, like, packing up all the stuff that he had he had taken out. Yes, we. I think it's important to find out as much as we can about these people. But if what Grim says is true, we don't have time to be talking. Does anyone have Koshu? I know you can probably do it for yourself, but does anyone have a way to cover tracks? So, Bitsy, you're you're still at this point in bear form, uh, kind of off to the side in in the uh, on on the road. Um, you can hear this conversation happening. They're not far from you. Um, but uh, you also see as um, these guys are having a conversation, Sal in his furry satyr form um, starts to uh, sort of stalk his way over with the, the big toothy grin on his face. Um Towards me? No, towards the group. 
uh, that's talking, so it'll be Revol, Koshu, and uh, Grim at this point. Um, and he, he, you hear him sort of cackle a bit, and he leans over Revol's shoulder and says, "That looks pretty." <laughs> <laughs> Poor Revol. Okay. Um, uh, Bitsy's going. Ooh, that tickles. Uh, how close am I? Uh, I'm on the like, other side, right? You're about 10, 15 feet away from me. Because you guys are still by the bodies. Yeah, which is right on the edge of the forest, right? So this this road is is only about twenty feet wide. Uh, you're you're kind of on the opposite side of, or probably about the middle of the road. Uh, they're cart wagon thing is between um, it's kind of like off to the edge and they're on the other side of that cart okay. but you can see you're, you've got a clear vision of them and you're about 15 feet away apologizing in advance for what I'm about to do just know it's what she would do so <laughs> is going to growl loudly charge Sal knock him back and when she's on top of him, she's going to morph, shapeshift back. And as she shapeshift back, she draws her weapon, points it at him, and asks, What's your battle with elves? Okay, so to accomplish this, we are playing D&D, so we've got to roll some, st- roll some dice. Um, go ahead and... Do I roll as the bear or as me? You will roll as the bear for this part, for sure. Okay. Um, you're going to... Uh, just a grapple check, right? Well, yeah, it'll be a, a. I'm trying to decide whether or not he would see you charging him, especially having growled beforehand. Um, I the growl was making it very intentional that I was reacting to what he was saying. Okay. Um, yeah, just go ahead and roll me a strength check versus him. Seventeen. So you leap across the road and you see this, you all see this kind of flying fuzzy uh, form growling and and diving towards Sal. Um, And you see them impact in this sort of like blur of fur and underneath uh, Bitsy in her bear form you see a you see Sal sort of twist almost in an unnatural way and slide out from under her with and wraps his claw around the back of her neck and smiles at her so uh, the 17 didn't beat him no, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I remember his stat sheet, and it wasn't that good. <laughs> Bravo on your rolling skills, sir. <laughs> first We're all fucked. My first roll of the day, and it was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> he, he wraps his, his, his claws around the your nape, I guess. It's gonna, he has a hard time wrapping it around the whole thing. You're, you're a big bear, so... Um, but you feel the the tips of his claws sort of just barely piercing your skin beneath the fur. Uh, your intention was to still shape shift immediately afterwards. Um, I'm going to go ahead and rule that that continues to happen, and beneath him. Or beneath his hand, you shift back into this small gnome form, and uh, when you shift back, and the green mist seems to to fade away, uh, his claws are still just barely pricking your skin, and he looks down and says, "What was that for, little girl?" What's your battle with elves? My battle with elves is the same as yours and anyone else's. It's preservation. 
He lets go and steps back, looking over at Grim. He sort of shakes his head a bit and walks away back towards the wagon, leaving you laying face first on on the road. Everyone kind of staring at you at this point, and he walks away. Stitcher, you are the closest to to Bitsy as this 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 happens. How do you react? I go over to help her up to let her know she's not alone in being humiliated. <laughs> Damn, I rolled so high. <laughs> Tag, Is that right? Uh, Tag's finished like packing up all the stuff, like all of his things. He comes back over across the road um, and just kind of looks at Sal walking away and looks at. Uh, Stitcher helping Bitsy up and looks over at uh, Raval and, and Grim uh, and Koshu just talking and he just flatly says, if you children want to make the reaction forces job a lot easier then you can stay here, but I'm leaving. Bitsy, we can find out more about their intentions later, but I have an idea if you'd not walk off so fast, sir talking to Tag. Great, you can tell me on the way. I'm leaving. If they're going to come find the bodies, and she just turns to everybody else because she's like, fuck that guy. Anyway, (laughs) so she just turns to everybody else. If they're going to come looking for the bodies to investigate, maybe we shouldn't make it so easy for them. How attached are you to your wagon? Well, I mean, it's it's not something I just throw away. But is it something you'd turn into a trap to buy us a little more time? I'm listening. I mean, I'm not an expert in trap making, but I am an expert in evading authority. So perhaps if they come to investigate the bodies, we could put them in there and make some sort of trap. I'm not, again, I'm more of a helper, right? So I'm just putting up ideas. So you just want to rig a booby trap on the put the, the bodies in there and yeah that's the, that's, the, that's the idea and then cover our tracks as we leave cause as much chaos as we can honestly I'd rather fight a, an army of dark elves before I left my wagon here for them right, to fine. maybe we don't have to use your wagon but it's a good idea right booby traps I love that idea but uh not the wagon. Alright, fine. Well, maybe the experts in the field could think of something. Koshu, you got any ideas? There is the method that we use to get rid of bodies. Teeth. The poison. What, that, that decaying stuff? You have some of that? I do. I'm not as good at making it as my brother was, but it does the job. Your brother. Look, we can talk about his brother later. We should set something up now and talk while we walk. I mean, there won't be a body to find if we use the poison. If you are good at trap making, you could make this potentially a very dangerous ordeal for them to check the bodies. It's ridiculously effective well neither I nor any of my companions here are very um, magically inclined and I not really good at making bombs or poisons or anything like that so I'm not really sure I, I stick to cotton folks you know so Whatever you guys can come up with, sure, but we, we don't have a whole lot of time. What's up with the little one, anyway? He kind of leans over. He doesn't seem to look at Bitsy as she she and Stitcher are standing up, um, but looks her. You can see him kind of looking out of the corner of his eye, pensively at at Bitsy as she kind of dusts herself off. Um, he glances over to where Tag is walking off at this point um, and just shakes his head a bit um, 
I'm going to grab my things and talk to my boys. You guys figure out whatever you're going to do, but I I highly, highly advise you don't stay here very long. And he walks off. I think Tag may have the right idea here. We could certainly throw down traps, but maybe distance between this zone and us is really the best defense. Just the more time we set making traps, the more the less time they have to close the gap. Uh, just a question. So we're on the west side of Indaleth. Is that right? Yes. West, and so southwest side. Yeah, southwest side. So we're. I'm looking at the map. So we're in that kind of fork in the road. Yes. Okay. Why are we even caught up in this? Let's move. We need to get to Balfaldia so we can get to Heretic's Respite and, and finish this cursed mission of ours. Bitsy, I'm glad you're back, but I wish you would be more careful. And he kind of looks looks to see where Tag went and uh, starts to kind of trail behind Tag a little bit, which I assume we're just heading south. Tag, you're heading south, I'm assuming? <laughs> yeah. Tag. <laughs> Tag is the one yes. walking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Raval, you kind of pick up whatever bags and sundries you had near the camp and head south towards where Tag is heading. Koshu, you're left there standing with Stitcher and Bitsy. What are you guys doing? All right, I guess let's just go. Bitsy's going to nod, but then she's going to go in the middle of the bodies and touch the ground so that flowers grow up around them using Druidcraft. And then it's... It's going to be real quick, guys. And then she's going to grab her bag and start walking. <laughs> okay. Because she'll follow behind. As as Tag's leaving, um, he stops by the wagon where, like, Grim is, like, talking with everyone. Uh-huh. Uh, and he uh, kind of, like, grabs his hand in, like, a, a bro shake kind of uh-huh. thing. And, like and says, this has been fun. We should do it again sometime. Do us a favor, though. They can only track one of us effectively, and splitting up would mean splitting their forces. So you're saying you want to go on your own without us? Is, 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 is that the point you're making? I think it would benefit both of us if they had to track two groups instead of just one. I don't disagree, and I don't think we're heading where you are. Aaron's pretty adamant about meeting Ridioc, so um she's kind of mad right now (laughs) (laughs) what business do you have with Ridioc? are you asking Grim or are you asking Aaron who who Grim just said it right yeah so Grim I'm all the kiddies really excited to meet her uh he's it's been a really long time trying to find some brotherhood family, I don't know. He wants to feel part of something, and he heard that her followers are in some kind of, uh, you know, connected feeling or something. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I just, I just do it. I follow along. They wanted to use my special wagon to get there, so whatever. She's gonna go up to Aaron then. Mm-hmm. And say, if you tr- if you truly want to meet Ridioc, it would be in your best interest to go alone. Don't bring these friends, or you will not be welcomed. So Aaron, who's kind of sat back during this whole entire battle, has he kind of he looks at you confused and sits, but um. The mother, she's, um, she sees all life as equal. Why, why would Grim or Vol or even Sal be turned away from her? Can you honestly say none of them are a threat to her or her people? No. She views life, but she also protects. Well, of course, but death is just as important as life and I really knows this why you're confusing me 
If you want to be a part of it, you need to go alone. Or make sure everybody has the same intentions you do. Even with good intentions. And she just kind of looks at Koshu. It can end up not the way you want. This something wrong with you. Something unbalanced wrong with you. You're bad. She'll accept anybody. I I don't care what you say. She'll accept anyone. You should see a talus before you get there. Ask him what he thinks. But do as you will. And she's going to walk off. He kind of stands there and even though he's normally pretty, you know, withdrawn, you see that he, he kind of tightens up a little bit even more in this tense stance. Uh, and he looks up at Koshu and says, what happened to her? She's been, uh, she's crossed the divide between death and life twice now. Wait. How? I don't know. But it's not the same method that I have crossed. Only the once. I will say that she is probably alluding to Ridiox's reaction to me. Wait, you met her? Uh, beautiful. She was beautiful, wasn't she? She's terrifying. She deserves the respect. Look at her the right way. She deserves your respect and your fear, but she never definitely really looked at it that way. Yeah, she's still a god, but she definitely disapproves of me. So perhaps you'll be fine. I, for one, wouldn't want to roll your dice to find that out. Take her advice. Check with Talus. Don't enter. I would highly recommend leaving Sal behind. He appears to be touched like I am. Or at least twisted. You don't think she could save him? I don't know. That's your problem. He doesn't appear to need any saving currently. Or want it. Sad that you've only been here a few hours and you realize that before I do. Thank you for your help, Koshu. And he, um... He puts out his good left hand for the <laughs> for the uh, bro the bro uh, clasp bro shake. The bro shake. Yeah. Aaron's fucking sexist. He said the same thing I did. Mm-hmm. Just need to hear it twice. You said it. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway. you said it angry. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna justify my NPC's actions. Okay? <laughs> so. <laughs> Maybe Aaron's just not very PC. Okay, he comes from like a Gregorian. Yes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So Tag uh, slaps Grim on the shoulder. Yep, and and says, "If you're going to Ridiak, probably best not to mention us. Treaty Mother's a little bit racist." And he looks over at Koshu, and then just gives gives Grim a nod and says, "Maybe we'll meet again one day. Good wins." And just turns to walk off. Wait, Tag. Before you go. Yeah. As much as I don't want to leave this wagon here for... Nerium's lackeys to find. I don't know that it's going to be of any use to us in there. I'll let you take it if you owe me. As long as this isn't prison rules, we'll be fine. And he gives the, the wagon a look and he says... How do you drive it? Ah, yes. Uh, come here. Hold on. And he kind of climbs up on the front of it where you see that there's a seat and it, there's an obvious place for a steed to drag this this wagon. Um, but there's no bridle and no horse to be seen anywhere near it. Um, and he, he reaches over and grabs uh, a small lever and uh, goes to pull on it and says, as soon as this moves, the wagon moves. So uh, don't do it while you're not all in it. Otherwise, somebody's going to get trampled. Some of those bloody gnomes or something down there in Balfaldia gave us this 
for uh, a job we did. I heard you guys were heading that direction. Maybe you could return it. It's got some bad gears or something like that in the back, but it it so it doesn't go as fast as it, it's supposed to. Maybe you could get it repaired for me. I think that's fair trade. I just leave it there for me when 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 you get there. Good. Let Bum Whistle carry his own shite then, and then Stitcher puts her load of the gnome <laughs> stuff in the back. Bull stands back, kind of off to the side, uh, and you hear him grunting, and he he kind of sneers, and you see the the, the sharp canine teeth kind of um, kind of sparkle as as uh, he looks at Grim and says. When did you become so nice? And he walks off towards Aaron and uh, north towards uh, Indeleth. And Aaron follows. And Grim looks back. He looks at Bitsy for a brief second. Good luck, little one. Whatever's going on with you, it's just not the same. And he walks off, leaving you five with his wagon grabs a, a satchel off the side of it before he walks off and then leaves, can I leaving you guys all can there. I catch him as he's grabbing the satchel yeah um he'll put his right hand out the skeleton hand mm-hmm. and say um it was a pleasure dealing death with you and then I'll find you I hope that I can learn more. Koshu, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Don't find me. Goodbye. And he turns and walks away. Tag hops into the uh, into the wagon and throws his, his bags in the back um, and looks down at everybody else. Like, come on, Koshu, you can suck his dick later. Get in the goddamn car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Revala hop in the back, I yep. guess. All right. So the the five of you could easily fit um, in the back of this, even with all of uh, Figaro's equipment kind of shoved back there as well. Um, there's room in the front, like in the, the driver's seat of the wagon uh, for tag and potentially another person to sit uh, side by side. Um, but the four of you could easily fit in the back alone and tag could right up front if he needed to. Where's everybody gonna sit? I want to. Uh, I want to know. I need visuals. Dibs on next to tag. Shotgun, baby. Shotgun. <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, tag will be driving. Okay. Yeah, I ain't sitting next to that fucking dick. <laughs> Revolve. Where Where are you sitting in the in the the back? Uh. So imagine, just, imagine. So as you, as you kind of climb in, you get a better look of what what's inside this wagon and everything. So that there's a. It's uh mostly wooden. Uh, the the wheels and everything else have you know steel banding and things like that on them, but uh, the the inside is is two wooden benches on the uh, sort of like you know the wheel welds in the back of a, a pickup truck, <laughs> right? So they, there's they've got uh, it's a deuce and a half, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. There you go. Um, so there's there's two benches sort of off to the to the uh, sides uh, that, that span the length of the the wagon, which is probably somewhere between uh, I don't know, 10 and 12 feet long uh, and maybe 6 or so feet across. Uh, so enough room to have stuff stuck between you and then have uh, two people seated on each side. So where, where, yeah, so- where do you want to put yourself? So Raval will will put I guess push himself towards the uh, or put himself at the shotgun side and sit down on the bench. Kind of a just a, he's accustomed to carts like this, and so he just sits down in the back like normal, and then pulls out his journal and sketches. Holds in his hand the ring and tries to like sketch with one hand what the ring looks like, and he's inspecting it and, and stuff to see if. Uh, I mean, I don't think he knows anything about it, but uh, tries to see if it jogs any kind of memory for him. Okay. Um, yeah, it's definitely not recognizable. And as you kind of inspect it, as you're you're sort of sketching it alongside, um, 
you you notice that the the points of the teeth that are inside have uh, dried blood on the tips um, and even small flecks of, of skin left behind and it doesn't seem to have any apparent arcane aura or anything like that but it, it it's it's an odd ring um, the the lips around the teeth are very thin but they come to a point on both sides and wrap around to the uh, to the band and that's it cool uh, Stitcher and Bitsy where you got you guys gonna sit on the opposite side Stitcher is also sitting on the back on the opposite side um, so looking at the ring Revolt you're much smarter than I am they did say that they can track the blood maybe that's not the best thing to keep with us you're probably right <clears throat> and he kind of holds it in his hand and looks at it for a minute longer just kind of very, like looking looking back and forth from his journal of the ring to make sure he got kind of an accurate sketch of the thing and and um, this might prove useful in Heretic's Respite though because these are Nerium's followers that's true it would be useful to carry the ring of one of her dead followers maybe I think that makes us show up as enemies right off the bat and we're not going to be able to take it as a strength play if we're going into her territory but maybe we could use it to bot or something maybe this belongs to whoever it is if they die and come back and die and come back they might need this ring for something well, maybe we should just clean the blood off. Uh, so Raval will, <laughs> will uh, very, just very carefully kind of like grab his shirt and start to like, <laughs> he's like spits on it a little bit and starts to very carefully. I hope you don't like your uh, shirt. <laughs> uh, clean his shirt, clean it, clean it off with his shirt. And then he like dusts off his shirt. Very careful not to like actually slip the ring on or anything. He just kind of just kind of cleans it, maneuvers around the teeth a little bit, um, all with the cloth as the layer, so he doesn't cut himself on the on the stuff. So he's very careful about all that, and and he cleans it, and then he dusts off his shirt really well, and then puts it. Can you dust off blood? Well, I mean, if it's dried blood, it like it's all crusty and stuff. It's true. It's true. Um, and then he'll put it away. As far as you can I, tell, there there is no blood left on the ring or on your shirt. As far as you can tell. This is cool. about to be a Val-like decision. <laughs> no. For you listeners, Val killed himself with a dumb decision. <laughs> he didn't... Okay, he didn't... No. Okay. Anyway, he continue on. Himself. We're moving at this point, right? Like, we've uh, been moving. So tag, so, tag has already started up the... Um, the wagon has... Uh, S- slowly maneuvered it back onto the trail, stalled it out twice, and almost <laughs> gone into the ditch. <laughs> there um, is no stalling this thing out. It doesn't stall. It just doesn't go very fast. Um, the gears were grinding and yeah. sparks were starting to smoke it, a little bit. Does it go faster than we could walk? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's, it's so, Tag, I'm assuming you, you pull the lever and it, it starts going. Yes? Yeah. Okay, so as, as you pull the lever back and and you feel some a little bit of a rumble as um and an eerie kind of whine uh as something spins up underneath the um underneath the uh cab of the wagon what is that called the word the truck uh, yeah the, yeah whatever um the carriage? I don't know. Yeah, I guess something like that. Um, the bed. Yeah. Right? You know. And it, you feel as it kind of jolts into motion and then becomes this smooth, unwavering ride, even over the, the ruts and everything else. It seems to uh, glide across it in the... the um, the chassis of this thing just shifts and moves with uh, the 
like the best suspension you could possibly ever have in a car, right? So it doesn't feel like you're actually going over bumps or anything like that. It just rolls. Uh, it goes probably like the equivalent of 10 miles an hour. Um, so a horse trot, right? Um, but seamlessly and, and flawlessly. And you push off onto the road to the south. Stitcher wants to check and see if we're leaving any tracks behind. Since she's sitting in the back of the wagon, she's just going to look out. Okay, roll me perception check. Okie dokie. Dirty 20. Nice. You don't see any tracks. Ooh, lucky us. Other than ones that are, like, kind of dug into the road, you, it's really kind of hard to tell if you're just riding the yard the the tracks that are already there without inspecting them or anything but but it doesn't look like you're leaving your own tracks she's satisfied because she's like gripping the bench (laughs) it's like both never ridden in a wagon or on a horse or particularly in some gizmo that drives (laughs) so he was pretty pretty alarmed when this thing started booking it at 10 miles an hour (laughs) Tag, what are you? How, how are you reacting to this? Um, Tag's been on you know ships that go incredibly fast, um, for you know high fantasy standards, um, and so he's not so he's more focused on actually not running them off the fucking road and getting used to it as opposed to being like awed by it. Um, once once they get going, he does reach down. And put in his uh, Wu Tang uh, CD into the into the deck. And <laughs> <laughs> the end of the thirty sixth nice. chamber uh, comes on, and uh, nice. he looks over at Koshu and he he says, "There's a lot better than my nineteen ninety two Honda Civic." And uh, <laughs> that's, 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 Taylor, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Stop it. So he, uh, yeah, he's just. Uh, trying to get as familiar as he can with the controls and to, to figure out exactly uh, you know how best to maneuver this because he he's thinking about you know when they're not going to be on a nice little path so tag you 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 notice the the um, the lever has a few sort of dials on it and uh, though they're not as you kind of twist them a little bit and everything, it, it, it adjusts that that suspension and um, how straight the uh, the wagon goes. But there's no like steering wheel or anything like that. It, it seems to adjust to the road on its own, um, purely based on where you're intending it to go. Um, if you want to research that further, we'll, we'll, we'll take some time to do that, uh, in a little bit, but, uh, you see Koshu kind of, uh, looking even more thoughtful and, uh, concerned than he usually does is even through the mask and everything. You, you see his posture, um, somewhat downtrodden I guess pensive um, yeah. when we, you, you look down at him and cause you you see Tag fiddling with this thing and then look over at you with his sort of fatherly I know you're thinking something <laughs> sure what do you say what do you what do you make of all of the shit that he was I mean all Tag You've seen so much more of the world than I have. I think I just pissed a god off. Well, I can't say anything about the god. Uh, you definitely pissed her her followers off. Uh, that was very apparent. Yeah, I, I'm positive I pissed her off. <laughs> uh, I could hear her reaction when I touched her. That uh, that sounds like it's going to be hard times for you, bro. And I don't know exactly how you're going to deal with that, or if it's going to come up again. I'm pretty sure it will be, because it's a god. Um, but hey, uh, chances are you're probably not the first person to piss her off. Right. 
So I'm part of this horrible club now. I just don't... I, I don't know. I guess intentions don't really matter anymore. Bring her daughter back to life. Get her home. Safe. Resurrect her. Try to say thanks. And just royally piss off an entire city all at once. It's not a good day, Tag. <laughs> I don't think I've had a good day since we met. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily your fault, but uh, it's there. Also, I feel that your intentions don't matter because nobody else knows them. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I suppose I'd assume that God would be able to see them. But... Well, I would also assume a god would have a little bit more constitution than to be freaked out just by being touched by a weird hand. Yeah. There's a lot more going on here, I think. Oh, I'm 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 positive of that. Don't worry. Are you uh Are you a religious man? Hell no. Am I religious? What kind of dumb question is that? Clarifying one. <laughs> just making sure. I'm not either. This is very, very far out of my wheelhouse. I've been from one side of the equator to the other, and there's gods everywhere. And everyone has different ones, and they all only seem to be fickle and jealous. Yeah. Yeah. I can, uh... I'm, I'm over 2 so far. So, <laughs> I'm gonna say... I've seen the same in the evidence I've experienced. How about Bitsy leaving us to get fucked by all those dark elves? Tag's gonna think about that for a second. And he's gonna be real careful with his words and and say, I don't think that Bitsy understands the difference. And we shift scenes to the back of the wagon where Revolve, Bitsy, and Stitcher sit. Bitsy kind of Tucked into the uh, onto the bench, kind of knees up, looks over at Stitcher and says, so, "Stitcher, this I think this is the first time you've seen her relatively nervous. She's usually pretty either positive or con- like stupidly confident in what she's doing, um, and so she's going to look at you and say, I'm confused and.'" growing concerned I wake up home with my people once again saved by them unknowingly I offend them we offend them we force somebody who's been a brother to me to also be a to live a life shunned by the people he was raised with and if that wasn't enough we turn around and our first act is to kill more elves I can't I can't be a part of this if if that's what we're becoming well I understand it's complicated times probably harder on you than a lot of us but You know they're not the same, at least from what I can tell, and I usually have pretty good intuition about people. They're not the same as your brothers and sisters, the ones that attacked us in the forest. You were with your mother, and the person they had us interrogate was a being of pure pain. Shunning the light and life, I don't... I don't think it's good to revel in the killing of any living creature, but I also don't think that these are... These are the enemy of your brothers and sisters. I can safely say. Then why didn't they attack us? I waited that whole time for them to attack one of us, and they never did. I can't answer questions like that. I mean, life is mystery. You are quite mysterious yourself, and I don't think you're even aware. 
All I know is right now our goal is to bring the th- the god back to where she belongs. We can have a discussion the entire ride there on whether that's the right thing to do and what we're actually going to do when we get there, but we have to keep moving now. We don't really have another choice. I I can agree with that, but I need your help and your understanding that of what we're trying to do is to protect the balance. We're not trying to play gods. And I, I feel like the way we jumped into that without understanding the situation were just as bad as the people we're fighting. And I don't want us to just become people that kill anything that's in our way. You're right. And I also, I also need you and Koshu to understand that just like I'm touched by Ridiok, you're touched by your god. That means you can't control it and you can't help it. We just learned that even with the best intentions, that god, if it wants to, will overpower you to communicate whatever it wants to communicate. And we need to be aware of that and protect the good and if that means you and Koshu have to stay away from certain from certain gods like Ridioc, then that's what that means to protect the balance. And I'll have to do the same. I have no problems with that. Honestly, I don't think any of us could have anticipated what happened, so the more you know, I guess. We're not on the white or black side anymore. We're in the middle, both of us. I agree. And we shift back to the front of the wagon where Tag and Koshu converse and discuss philosophies of where gods and mortals alike were jealous and fickle. And you hear thundering footsteps trees crashing and a roar and that's where we end in today's episode oh, shit. <laughs> we can just cool. okay. we just can't catch All a right. break can we <laughs> maybe it's Tolly <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a maybe it's a big hmm. friendly dinosaur <laughs>